0: Hello, Megan Jones back here charging Republican my podcast and I'm going to continue with the this issue call, um not called but is about the homeless. It is very concerning especially now. I want to um give you some um background as to how and when this started. And also when, uh, what we can do and to continue where I left off, um, it was after the civil war that homelessness was the national, national issue. Yeah, it was a national issue. It wasn't global warming In, in, in the 1870s. It was, um, homelessness was the national issue. So, and I kind of hope that this is going to be an issue as well because we are in some um, a health crisis here that is, well, let me finish here with this and then we'll get into that another time. There are many reasons for not living in homes, living on sidewalks and parks and alleys. World War II. After men came home to jobs that were left that they left behind by and women um, had to fill the, to fill the void also some of the soldiers who returned home were physically and mentally wounded, being disabled and de- dependent, living on welfare, the only place to live was in cheap hotels and flop houses rossi nineteen eighty nine in the 1980s came the emergence, what has become the modern day of homelessness. There were huge events that shed light on more issues like gentrification in our inner cities. I'm going to pause and say homelessness is not a new phenomenon. What's new is the numbers. Deinstitutionalization Deinst- of the mentally ill. Thanks to the Reagan administration in the 1980s, the lack of institutional care of critically mentally ill patients in the United States has become a complicated problem that has resulted in victimization, homelessness, and incarceration of these in- individuals. In 1967, the state of California was one of the first states to deinstitutionalize Mentally Ill Patients When it passed the Lantern-Petrus Short Act, Lyons 1984, this act had a profound negative impact on the lives of the mentally ill. So, why would the Reagan administration choose to end the federal government's role in providing services to the mentally ill? Look it up. There was the HIV-AIDS epidemic in the 80s that also contributed to the number of men and women who and families became homeless. Kohane and colleagues in 2001 had given data on the city of Philadelphia showing the two conditions AIDS and homelessness habitually co-occur. Kohane et al., Two thousand and one, page five hundred fifteen. Five hundred fifteen. Those who were using the shelters were male substance abusers, also diagnosed with a serious mental illness, had a co-occurring AIDS, had a co-occurring AIDS diagnosis due to risky behaviors, for instance, sharing needles for intravenous ivory drug use. cocaine um, at all oh, 2001 you see here um now that we have um homeless on the street and there's needles everywhere i mean needles become like this like um acceptable um use to for people to get high and by allowing for people to exchange their needles at oh in a starbucks bathroom um, or and just put them in the in the container I, it's just making the problem worse, so um, I've given the backstory of the word homelessness and when it began, I've also given the reasons why people become homeless. two more I forgot natural disasters and traumatic events. Part two will be next.